Hey everyone, this is Sunny Lamba and you're listening to Flothentic Me. In today's episode, we are going to talk about the goals for the year 2022 and we're also going to select a word for the next year. So let's get started. Welcome to the Flothentic Me podcast where it is all about loving yourselves even when you feel imperfect and flawed. A place where you can be raw, real, and authentic. And here's your hostess, self-image transformation coach, and a die-hard feminist, Sunny Lamba. Well, this is the last episode of 2021. And it's that time of the year again. When we sit there eating all that chocolates and the Christmas cakes and all the unhealthy food. And as we are biting on that last piece of cake that was left, don't we all sit there and make a resolution that this is it. This is the last piece. Starting January 1st, I am not going to eat sugar. Starting January 1st, I'm going to start working out. Starting January 1st, I will be more consistent with my habits. How many of these sound familiar? We have all been there. We have all done that. And then what? January 1st comes, we are dedicated, we sign up for the gym membership, we sign up for the whole year because we think we're going to do it every single day. We're going to be so consistent, it's a new year, a new me. And then January 15th comes and we miss a day and then we miss a week and then we sit there and think, oh, this is not working out. And that resolution that we made now becomes something that sits at the back of our mind and we don't stick to it. Haven't we all done that? I don't know how many resolutions I've made and forgotten about them by the end of January or by the second week of January. 80% of the resolutions fail and they fail by the second week of the new year. And why is that? So today I want to talk about the difference between a resolution and a goal. I also want to talk about the difference between a resolution and a word of the year. And then we will go into how to choose a word of the year, how to set those goals. And if you have never chosen a word of the year before, let me tell you my story. I didn't know what a word of the year was. Three years ago, I heard it for the first time. Yes, only three years ago. Before that, I had stopped making resolutions. So I used to make resolutions. And then about six years ago, I said, "Ah, I'm not making resolutions. They never work. But I didn't know what I could do differently. I knew that resolutions were not working and I knew that I need to set goals. So I started setting goals, but I didn't know about word of the year. And when I started choosing a word of the year three years ago, it totally changed the game because it came from a place of self-love and self-compassion. So here is how a word of the year is different from a resolution. A word of the year is something that resonates with you something you're lacking or you need to work on. A resolution is a pass or fail mentality. I am going to start working out. I am going to start eating healthy. But it's an all or nothing feeling. So if I don't do it, it means I failed. It sets you up for failure. While a word of the year has more flexibility, it is there for you when things go wrong or when the times are hard. It breeds self-compassion. It's a kinder way to grow and learn because it is based on self-love. My word of the year last year was unlearn, because there were so many behaviors and patterns that I had to unlearn in order to grow. 
Also, 2020 was the year of the pandemic and I had gone down the rabbit hole. I had started being hard on myself. I had got distracted with so many other opportunities and my coaching business had taken a step back. So I chose Unlearn for 2021 to break out of those patterns of distraction and those patterns of always giving up on myself. And how did it help me? That every time I was hard on myself or every time I couldn't keep up a resolution (laughs) or a goal that I had set up for myself and I failed at it, I looked at my word of the year and I said, it's okay. This is the year I'm going to unlearn. It's okay if I failed, but I'm unlearning those patterns and I am growing. That's what a word of the year does for you. It's there to guide you when the times are tough. So instead of a rigid resolution, a word of the year is basically a reminder to focus on a positive change, to create a positive change. It's basically a guide which you can use in any area of your life. So if you wanted to make a resolution about eating healthy, yes, you change that resolution into a goal, but then your word of the year will help you. So if my word of the year was unlearned and let's say that I wanted to eat healthy and one day I eat cake, your word of the year is unlearned. What is it telling you? It's okay. I'm unlearning these patterns. But if you just make a resolution, oh, I'm never going to eat, eat sugar again, then you're setting yourself up for failure. The other thing is the difference between resolution and goals. Resolutions are basically just an intention and they're usually very vague. I am going to start eating healthy. I will work out every day. I will stop smoking. They're very vague. There's nothing to measure against. There's no set timing. When is this going to happen? What exact steps are you going to take? And that is the reason 80% of resolutions fail by January 15th. When we make resolutions, we are basically staying in the cesspool of our habitual patterns because of the binary nature of the resolutions, the all or nothing. The pressure to be perfect creates the mental blocks. Oh, I missed one a day. There's no way I can do it every day. There's no way I can do it every day. So then I better not even try. While a goal is a statement of commitment, it comes with a plan. It comes with set deadlines. And that is what we need to do. So let's get back into how to choose a word of the year and how to set those goals. So here is how I choose a word of the year. I look back at the year, which by the way, if you missed the workshop last Monday, December 20th, I did a workshop on reflecting back on year 2021. So I look back at the year and also project forward. What do I want to achieve in the next year? What didn't go right and how I want to change that? And then I consider the parts of my personality or mindset that I would like to work on. What could I use more of in my life? What could I use less of in my life? What characteristics would I like to have? How do I want to feel by the end of the next year? And then focus on where you want to be in 12 months and start running through potential words that you like. I stop at the word that keeps repeating back to me. So I've already made my list for next year and there's one word that keeps coming back. I'm in the shower and that word keeps coming. I'm in the kitchen cooking and that word keeps coming. Anything I do, this one word keeps coming. So maybe that is my word of the year. My word of the year for 2022 is growth because in 2021, I unlearned the patterns, the behaviors. And now the next step is to grow. It's to grow through the unlearning process. So what is it that you want to change? What is it that you want to work on? What is your goal for the next year? Where do you want to see yourself by the end of 2022? 
and that would help you find a word to guide you throughout the year. Every time things don't go right, every time you feel demotivated, whenever you're procrastinating, whenever you fall off the wagon, you're going to look at that word and it's going to take you forward. It's going to help you be self-compassionate and then take the steps that you need to in order to grow. And once you have chosen a word of the year, now it's time to set your goals for the next year. A quote by Michelangelo that keeps coming back to me, the great danger for most of us lies not in setting our aim too high and falling short, but in setting our aim too low and achieving our mark. That is the problem with goal setting with so many of us that we play too small. We are scared to play big. We aim too low and then we succeed. But is there growth in it? We aimed so low that it was easy to succeed. So how are we going to step out of our comfort zone or grow? The only way to grow is to step out of your comfort zone and you can do that only when you aim high. When you take that goal and try to make it 25 to 30% bigger. The point of goals is not to achieve them. The point is who you become on the way to them. It's who are you becoming? Because if you're setting a really low goal, you're not really changing. You're hitting that goal and that's it. Amazing, you feel great, I hit my goal. But was it really big enough for you to become a new person? For you to become your highest self? So make sure you're setting really big goals for yourself. The goals that scare the shit out of you. Excuse my language. But it has to be a big, fat, scary goal. My mentor Bob Proctor talks about three types of goals. Type A goals are doing something you already know how to do. I want to lose five pounds this year. You've already done it before. Five years ago, you lost five pounds. You know exactly how you're going to do. You've already done it. You've done it before. It's easy peasy. Type B goals are what you think you can do. I want to lose 10 pounds this year. Five years ago, I lost five pounds. Now I'm, I want to lose 10 pounds. You don't know how to do it, but you think you can do it because you've already lost five pounds. So 10 pounds is easy. It's just doubling that goal. But type C goals are your wants, your fantasies. It's that gut feeling that keeps coming. It's that little butterfly that keeps coming and tells you, this is what I want to do. But then you shove it down. I want to lose 10 pounds. I want to build a muscle. And then I want to compete in a bodybuilding championship. Now that is a big, fat, C-type, scary goal. You know how to lose 5 pounds. You kind of have an idea how to lose 10 pounds. But you have no idea how to gain muscle, but you can search it up. You can Google it. Welcome to the world of Google. But competing in a bodybuilding championship, now that is scary. That's a C-type goal which is going to inspire you. That is the goal which is going to pull you and pull you through when the times are hard. Most of us don't pursue our goals because they're too small, because they don't inspire us. And that's the type of goal I want you to set up for yourself. A goal that makes you wake up every morning with inspiration, but it also scares you. Have you ever had a gut feeling? Something that comes up that, oh, it would be so neat to do this, or this is what I want to do, but then you're too scared. You hit the terror barrier and you give up. That's the goal you want to set up for yourself. And there's no guarantee that you will reach it, but at least it will help you wake up every morning with inspiration. It will help you go to sleep looking forward to the next day. There is no inspiration in a B-type goal. There is no growth in an A-type goal. But a C-type goal is going to help you grow 
and is going to inspire you to move forward in life. So how do we set up these goals? I did a workshop in my private Facebook group. It's still on there if you want to watch. And I also have a worksheet for you that you can answer the questions to help you set the goals. Let me go over that very quickly with you. Step one, you're going to write three to five things that you would like to achieve in the eight areas of your life. These eight areas are health and fitness, intellectual development, which is maybe you want to join a program. Maybe there's a course you want to take. Number three, family and social relationships. What do you want to change in your relationships? Maybe with your spouse, maybe in your social circle, your friends. The next one is work, career, business. Number five is your financial goals, your wealth, abundance. Number six, fun and adventure. Is it a vacation you've been looking forward to? I know we're in the middle of this Omicron, but hey, you still need to have a goal. What do you want to do for fun? Number seven, personal. Personal could be something like, I want to speak at a certain event. That could be a personal goal you have. And then the last one is spirituality. What do you want to do for your spiritual growth? Meditation, maybe journaling. So these are the eight areas of your life. You're going to write three to five things in every area. And then you're going to pick your top three to five goals for the year. So from all these areas, you're only going to pick your top three to five goals. And when you're picking these goals, I want you to consider some questions. Why is this goal important to you? Does your goal inspire and excite you? Does your goal scare you? Is your goal challenging enough? Can you make it 25 to 30% more challenging? Does this goal fit into your long-term plan? The last question, my favorite one, if a genie comes and gives you one wish that you will never fail, would you still have the same goal? I love this question because it helps me to see that I am playing small. I can do better. I can create a bigger goal. Once you have gone through this process and you have your top three goals of the year 2022, then you're going to take every goal and finish the next page on the worksheet, which is what feelings come up when you think of this goal. So write down, what are you feeling? Are you inspired? Are you excited? Are you scared? Are you anxious? What are you feeling when you think of this goal? What key strengths do you need to achieve this goal? And do you already have those strengths? And if not, how can you work on them? And the next one is the most important. Why is this goal important to you? What is your why? Dig down. When you ask the question why, the first answer that comes up usually is not the right answer. You gotta ask yourself why more. Go deep down to seven layers of why. Keep asking yourself why, why, why until it really brings your emotions up. And then what obstacles may arise as you're pursuing this goal? What can go wrong? Because you have to have a contingency plan. Think of all the what-if scenarios and come up with an action to replace them. For example, if your goal is, I am going to go running five days a week. And of course, if you're setting a goal, this is not a resolution. If you're setting a goal, it will have a timeline with it. Five days a week, right when I wake up, I am going to go running. That's a very specific goal. So if that is your goal, and let's say if it is raining, what is your contingency plan? Maybe I will run on the treadmill that day. Or I will do a 30 minutes of home cardio workout or a home weightlifting workout. And then what are your first steps? What are your next best steps to achieve this goal? Because you have to break this goal into smaller milestones. Otherwise, it looks so big and you start procrastinating. 
So once you've set up that big goal, you got to break it down into smaller milestones and attach a date to those milestones. So if I want to run 5K by the end of year 2022, I'm going to break it down into smaller milestones. Run consistently for 10 minutes every day. Because let me tell you, in 2019, I couldn't run even one full minute. And now I can run 5K because that was my goal for 2019. And I did it by the end of the year. But I started with five minutes of running. In fact, I followed a program where I started with running for one minute and walking for 30 seconds. Running for one minute and then walking for 30 seconds and then slowly increased it. So maybe your milestone can be, I will, my first milestone is running for 10 minutes without stopping. And then I set a date for it, January 15th. Then my next milestone could be running for 20 minutes with only a five minute break in between. So make sure that you're breaking that big goal into smaller goals and attaching the smaller milestones and attaching a date to it because that's going to help you. And then the next step, which is the most important step, is to attach an emotion to your goal. Remember I said what feelings come up when you talk about this goal? So make sure you're attaching an emotion to your goal. Because if you don't dig deep into the why, you will not do the work that you need to do. Because emotion is the trigger that forces you into taking inspired action. Only when your goal is attached to your emotions, you're going to take action. Otherwise, it's just a goal that's written down on a piece of paper or put up on a vision board. That's all it is. It's just words. Those words will change into inspiration and you will really hit those goals when you take the action. So you can get the worksheet on www.fluffenticme.com by subscribing to the newsletter. I will put the link in the show notes. And then I would highly recommend to take each goal and work through that worksheet. And I would love to hear all about those goals. And what word did you select for the year 2022? So send me a message on Instagram at sunny underscore Lamba. And if I can help you with setting those goals, or if I can help you with digging deep into the why, or how to attach emotion to that goal, I would love to do that. Let's chat. At the end, I want to leave you with a quote from the book, The Long View by Matthew Kelly. Most people overestimate what they can do in a day and underestimate what they can do in a month. We overestimate what we can do in a year and underestimate what we can accomplish in a decade. So don't get overwhelmed by your goal and don't set 20 things to do in a day. Pick one thing that you can achieve in that day so that when you go to bed, you feel accomplished because you achieved that one thing. Instead of putting 20 things and then going to bed feeling like a loser because you didn't accomplish those 20 things. A year is a long time if you focus on what you can achieve in one day, just one small thing, baby steps, one step at a time. And on that note, this is Sunny signing off. Wish you all an abundant, joyful and purposeful new year. Have a very happy new year. Until next time, stay authentic. Thank you for listening to the Flothentic Me podcast. Did you relate to something or had an aha moment? I would love to hear your thoughts. Connect with me on Instagram at sunny underscore lamba. Screenshot this episode and share it on social media or just send it to your friends. Just a reminder that every episode of Flothentic Me has its own page on www 
www.flauthenticme.com It's one place where you can find all your favorite episodes along with episode notes and the resources that I share here. You can also sign up for our newsletter so that you can get weekly tips and tools. Until next time, keep loving yourself and stay flauthentic. Thank you.